Hello, I'm Father Paul Borowski from Holy Redeemer in Washington, D.C. Today is the Sunday of the 18th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. While writing this, I keep switching on my radio to listen to a game between the team from my hometown and one of our biggest, biggest rivals. What difference does it make who wins? It is interrupting my thoughts and prayer tonight, so it must be important. Well, at least for a little while. Next month, next week, tomorrow, I won't care. But tonight, it is not vanity at all, but... But what? Our first reading comes from a different kind of book of the Hebrew scriptures. It has a name which from the Greek relates to assembly, preaching, or simply church. Ecclesiastes has the same root as our English word ecclesiastical, or pertaining to the faithful assembly. Quahaleth is the speaker. But it is more than just a person, but a personification of the general thinking or even spirituality of the people. It is important to understand that this is a developmental stage in the theology and spirituality within Israel, and not a definitive explanation of their complicated thought about life and God. The word vanity here does not have the meaning of showing off with expensive jewelry and material displays. Rather, it has to do with the brevity of life, love, and all things good. The word has to do with the impossibility of figuring things out. The root meaning of the Hebrew word means mist. Life has sorrows, restless tossings, and then life ends. Life is almost too short to have time to figure things out. Life is not treating everyone equally. Life is unjust. If only we could figure it out, then for sure it would make sense. This reading is not about having nice things which will grow out of 
fashion. So why then have them at all? It is not about loving someone, even though that relationship will end eventually. This book of scripture and our reading has to do with the vanity of holding on to things as if they were not gifts. If everything leads to ourselves, then we get what we deserve, the emptiness of ourselves, and that would be vanity at its worst. The depressive spirit has no sense of life's being a gift, a blessing. There is no sense that while we labor and sometimes in drudgery, there is an availability of our being a blessing by God of others. What is true vanity is laboring, living with ourselves at the center and calling that freedom and real human existence. The gospel extends the theme of what life's meaning could be. Jesus is presented with a juridical question, which is answered would reduce Jesus from his being a prophet to being a judge. Jesus turns this question, as he often does, into a prophetic teaching. Luke alone has this event, and the accompanying parable which has to do with it deals with greed, but even more about fear versus faith. The parable is about a man who had a bumper crop from his fields, and so he asked himself what he should do. Asking himself is a key line here. Himself is a reflection of the greed little self, which is so timid and whimpering. This fearful himself demands the security for the future against having anything go wrong. Himself wants to think he will live forever if only himself has bigger barns. Jesus pictures God telling this himself that he is foolish not as totally free as he was thinking to himself, and his life will be asked of him that night. Himself has prepared himself for what matters to him, but is not prepared for what matters to God. These verses are followed by the famous section about the lilies of the field and how much more importance each of us is than the beauty of flowers and all other created things. This highlights what God holds as important, us, ourselves, and not the himself of the parable. Now, I'm sure you want to know if my team has won. Yes, they did. And as I write, the victory is fading in importance with each decreasing beat of my excited heart. It was important, well, relatively so. It was fun. But if something like a game or clothes or bank account becomes my total crop and center, then my fear of losing them would himself me, and my fears would replace fun, and my protectiveness would replace faith. What matters to God is our receiving all things as gifts, celebrating them, enjoying them, sharing them, because they are gifts and not, not to be stored up in some barn or bank so as to make sure we do not have to rely on anyone else, especially God. What matters to God is matters which is various forms are sacraments to be received and enjoyed with others in a barnless community of family, friends, 
and strangers.